It's not on stun. But a friend. We can have friends, right? Lesson one of security. A Rigelian tiger pounces with no warning. Lesson two of security. There are no breaks in security because threats never take breaks. That's right. Star Trek Strange New World Season 1, Episode 6, Lift Us Up, Lift, lift Us Where Suffering Cannot Reach, is over, or has aired, over. depending on where you are. But we're just getting started here tonight on Live Long and Podcast. I'm Dave Mater, joined with my cousin, Davin Skillhorn from Locutors of Trek, to review this episode, break it all down. Uh, Davin was uh, was in the captain's chair last uh, week, so we almost. Oh, I couldn't make it. Uh, I had to send uh, uh, Galrod, son of Galrod. Oh, that's and, right. And uh, yeah, our cousin Galrod was there instead, yeah. and uh, uh, from the Klingon part of the family, and exactly. uh, he was him with Kevin Millard. Oh, Skellhorn. So. Normally, there are five of Skelhorn. us on this podcast, but this, but tonight, uh, only two of us. Could make it. Uh, Kevin had his threats. Never sleep or never take a break, and neither do we. Neither do we. Like a Rajelian tiger, Davin, we are always ready to pounce. You don't know <laughs> yes. when it's going to happen. Um, this from was the a Rajelian uh, tiger side of the family. Yeah, yeah. From, from that, too. we have lots of sides of the family. We got a tiger family. We got a. Um, Klingon family yeah. as well. Um, so just uh, just to kind of get your sort of top of the episode uh feelings reaction oh, what what did you think of this episode it was a little bit uh, a little different than the, our first five installments i think yeah it kind of was um i think i'm actually going to change my rating for last week um okay when we get when what we was get your, your rating do you want to know what your rating was yeah sure uh you gave this a nine last week oh no we're fine there okay that's what uh, I gave Spock Amok. That's what you gave Spock Amok. All right. So that's fine. All right. So this one, I think, is actually maybe my least favorite so far. Now, that's not to say I didn't really enjoy it. But to not spoil too much, I mean, you've probably seen it if you're watching us. Yeah, you should but, have seen the episode if you're watching this podcast tonight, because uh, you know, we're going to be breaking everything down, spoiling everything. To but, me, uh, the most interesting part of this episode is what is to come after the ending of this episode. Like, what fe the Federation's reaction and Starfleet's reaction is going to be to this. That's the interesting part to me. Like, that's kind of where the episode begins. But it's kind of where it ended. So, hopefully they yeah. pick that storyline up. Oh, wait. We got breaking news in the comments. Sam is seeing a movie in theaters for the first time in four years. Well, that's exciting, Sam. Welcome back to theaters. Although, we're not in a theater right now. We're talking about the small screen. Star Trek Strange New Worlds, Season 1, Episode 6. Lift us where suffering cannot reach. Um, okay, and I thought like this episode uh, ended on a down note. Now that like, some Star Trek episodes do, they end on sort of... It, it's not with resolved. With a bit of hope, with a hopeful uh, lining. Kind of, yeah. I was left sort of like... It, feeling in regards sort of to Mbenga. Mbenga's, yeah. He, that yeah, was... That, there, that there's was, the silver lining. That was sort of the silver lining, um, but that was about it. Like otherwise, it's yeah. kind of it's kind, <laughs> it's kind of a disappointing episode in terms of like the actions of the characters. You kind of yeah. think that it's kind of this wonderful thing. And I think uh, we're gonna break down like we'll go through the screenshots and we'll kind of talk about the the various parts of the episode. But um, you know, it's it was towards like the the you know 
maybe the middle of the third act of this episode where I realized, oh, this is going to be a, a bait and switch. Like there's something there's something up here with oh, yeah. um, with this kid and what's gonna, what his fate's going to be. It really reminded me of an episode of Babylon 5, uh, yeah. Gavin. Yeah, of course, Jody and uh, Kevin aren't here to groan about it, but um, there was an episode of Babylon 5 in its, um, I think in its first season, where basically a nacho oh, adopted... I'll groan if it's first season. Uh... Yeah, it is, I think it was first or second season. But it was all this thing about like, we're sort of, um, you know... N- how do you judge the morality of a culture that doesn't help have the same values as yours? Uh, well, there's a lot this, of Star Trek episodes like that too, really. Especially as I think it relates to children and how you sort of protect or don't with children. And obviously like a child here is sort of um, uh, the, the sacrifice uh, or in several children before him of this uh, civilization. What are they called? The the species the, of this? The uh, Magellans. The Magellans, yes. And I don't think we had seen, I don't think we've seen them before in Star oh, Trek canon. Maybe we've um, heard that before. But, but they, yeah. That could like, be just like the Magellanic cloud or something. Who knows? But we, we found out that they had been invited to join the Federation at one point. And I was like, does, yeah. the, does the Federation just invite anybody they meet to join the Federation? Or I think in there... these early years they did. They're like, hey, you want to join? Come and join the club. We need uh, members. Uh, you know, once you we have get sweet to... medical technology, great, great. Do you have sort of questionable uh, choices uh, as it relates to the treatment of children and uh, your? How colonies? do you guys feel about human sacrifice? Yeah, how are you about with that? You know, I think that these, there's a maybe a questionnaire that they should hand out before they uh, extend the invitation. You know, maybe but... a different but sort of similar analog as far as Star Trek episodes to this one goes is the one where Wesley falls into the flowers because that's one where they yes. completely disagree with the culture and they're like, well, look, we're not doing our prime director thing. We just really disagree with you on this. So we're not going to listen to you. <laughs> right. Uh, and we see that a few times in Star Trek where it's just like, yeah. you know, Pike even tries to intervene here in this episode to stop. He throws some punches. He threw some punches. It, it's all it's for naught. It's the face. Yeah, but, you know, even he's even kind of violating the prime directive while, you know, uh, kind of going with his conscience, um, which he says, uh, he, he sort of says earlier in the episode. So let's just bring up, I got the screenshots just so we don't miss anything. And we'll kind of, we'll kind of uh, run through it. So we, you know, mm-hmm. we start off with a, a glory shot of the Enterprise. Um, you see it entering the Majalan system, as it mm-hmm. were. Uh, Pike's in the turbo lift. He gives a he's given a captain's log saying like I use, I was here like ten years ago. Uh, something almost killed him. A storm of some kind. I pulsar. think he mentions a pulsar almost killed him. He's like you don't tend to forget something like that. I guess not. Mm-hmm. Um, runs into Uhura in the turbo lift. Who is you know she's going through her security training with Lon. I got uh, I got um, some comments uh, in our, our comment section that. I was calling her Leon. Uh, it's not Leon. It's, it's not Leon. La- it's Laon. It's Laon. Laon. Like Kahan, but Laon. Laon. Right. And and uh, um, we, we, we... Uhura steals pretty much every scene she's in. She's quite delightful. Yeah, I agree. Like it's one of the one of the best parts of this crew. You know, considering that, um, of course, she's going to be compared to Nichelle Nichols. Um, you know, as as considering what they gave Nichelle, she's like already better. (laughs) They never gave Nichelle anything to work with. Not like this. Not with this Mm -hmm. much like personality and Mm -hmm. sort of nuance and sort of like giving giving this. 
given this very specific thing, but who plays Uhura in this show? It's a uh, Celia Rose Gooding. Um, she's great. Very, I agree with you. This, this this whole cast I find has good chemistry together. Uh, her included. Great. Uh, and you Mike know, is great kinda, in this episode too. It's it. I guess, I would really say I guess this is his episode more than anybody else's. You For know. Sure. Um, and you know, but he, she talks about how she's on, she's doing like the, this week. Cause we find out, you know, she like last, or was it two weeks ago? She was doing the engineering training with, um, uh, Hammer. Sorry, the enge- Hammer. And now she's, now she's under La'an and we mm. we're hearing about all the, the trainings and this is, you know, that- Pike mentions the first lesson one of security. Lesson one of security, a Rigelian tiger pounces with no warning. No warning. He's like how he that. says it like Laon. He's like Rigelian yeah, like, Tiger. Rigelian Tigers. Um, <laughs> he's funny he's like, in this. She's and, like, well, don't tell. Yeah, he's like, I'm gonna. My lips are sealed. I won't tell yeah. the secret that you um, you maybe skipped one of the lessons or something like that. Anyway, so Uhura ends up with Laon, who uh, who says, uh, "Did you enjoy your break, Laon?" Uh, she goes, yes, I did. Thank you for asking. Well, guess what? Lesson two of security. There are no breaks in security because threats never take breaks. That's right. I like Ortegas. Have... She's really grown on me, too. Yeah, no, Ortegas is, they're all great. They're all, yeah, they're, there's not they a are. character here. Where I'm like, oh, not this one. No, um, and, and how they play off each other, how they make fun of each other. Um, it, it works really well. And pretty much uh, as the, as this is all happening, they get this distress call. Spock mentions uh, there's basically a, a battle cruiser attacking a smaller shuttle. Uh, they come in to investigate, and they kind of say, "Hey, you're committing an act of aggression, guys. You need to stop this, or at least tell us why you're doing this." But they don't. Nobody answers. Uh, we even see some grappling hooks uh, here at one point. Uh, you know, where's, where's Jody? He loves his Enterprise grappling hooks. Um, mm-hmm. but I guess giving us an indication that there, there may be like even a hundred years behind in space technology, maybe compared to like this Federation starship, uh, that they're encountering, uh, this yeah, com Jolins are like far more advanced than the Federation <laughs> in medical technology, but in other technologies, they were saying in some, but, it, but not in weapons technology, because clearly their, their ships are no match for the enterprise. Um, so there's, there's definitely some, some variations mm. here. Uh, so they kind of say, well, you need to stop. And then they start attacking the enterprise and they're like, he's like damage, like nothing like negligible. Like they're barely, it's barely a scratch. Um, and he's like, well, uh, I'm bound by conscience and duty to like stop this and find out what the heck's going on. Look at that hair. Uh, his hair. <laughs> yeah. That's a, that's a coif. That's a peak. <laughs> um this kind of goes on eventually like they're like hey can you uh her can you just like attack it and like disable the um their weapon system lawn doesn't even do this it's just she gets a hero to do it as part of uh the security or tactical training yeah for a split second i forgot that she was training with lawn and i'm like why why is she telling uhura to fire the phasers what's going on here this is highly inappropriate this is hot <laughs> yeah but you know on the job training never nothing yeah. like it um, and and the and the ship they're fighting kind of moves into the way, like right at the last second. So they end mm. up uh, hitting it much harsher than they intended. There's kind of a whoopsie here, and so that 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 ship crashes. That's why you don't have you hurry fire the phasers. Nope, you know you, you don't get the cadet to fire the phasers in a real situation. You know mm-hmm. this. Um, anyway, so they so they try to they they go to the, um, there's an emergency beam out needed on the shuttle that was being attacked. 
So uh, Pike and um, Una, they come down to the transporter room. And then, you know, these three materialize, uh, who we'll come to know in this episode as um, Laura. Laura, right? And then we got the first servant and mm -hmm. Elder Gamal. Mm -hmm. um, and but we find out that uh, Lamora, uh, or sorry, Alora, she's like she's an old flame of uh, of, of Lieutenant Pike. She goes to Lieutenant Pike, so I guess he was a, he he moved up the ladder uh, pretty fast in the last ten years. Um, Not which, quite uh, a flame, like they they he mentions that it was a bit of an unspoken thing. Like he confesses to have been flirting with her. Yeah, I guess it wasn't like a relationship. It wasn't a yeah. full like if this had been Kirk, it would have been like. They would yeah. have almost been married, and then they didn't. Yeah, um, <laughs> Pike ran his enterprise a little different. Pike has a bit of—he's a little bit embarrassed, I guess, just kind of because this is from. He keeps maybe, blushing. It's very cute. Yeah, <laughs> it's very funny. Yeah, yeah, and but he's like, so he's clearly not—he's uh, not—he's not exclusive to that captain who we, uh, Captain Patel, who we met in the first episode. No, uh, that's obviously fling, or they—they they get together when they can. Um, but there's you know this quite a little bit of uh, uh, fun here, and then we cut over to Mbenga, who's you know reading to his daughter. Um, you know, there's some dialogue here about how she's like, "You already read me this chapter." He's like, "I don't know. It's hard to keep track of when, <laughs> when it comes <laughs> off." I, a, a bookmark, Mbenga, might yeah, help really. with with, uh, with this effort, you know. But that, you know, he's because she's of course got the leukemia or the space leukemia of the future. I know leukemia. <laughs> Simochemia, and you know she just beams out at regular intervals and we kind of see that happen it's almost like you know she's only got like a certain amount of time in this world and then she gets pulled back into the transporter buffer because so her her um, deterioration can be slowed as much as possible yeah and he says he put it on a timer so it wouldn't be disruptive but then it is incredibly disruptive in that moment because she's in the middle of saying something so yeah, exactly. Uh, he seems like you could time. you could have like a timer and then say, "Okay, the timer's up. Now I'm gonna be me yeah. up." But not, it's not. He has it on automatic, I guess, just in case. Yeah. And we see, like, I don't know, the sadness and the struggle that he's clearly going through as a dad. Oh, man. So it seems. I don't know rough. if I've ever felt for a Star Trek character more. This one's hitting me right in the guts. Yeah, this is this is rough. Uh, hopefully, it's gonna work out. But I think it's. Mm -hmm. I have a feeling it's not going to work out. Uh, you shut your mouth. <laughs> it better well, work out. <laughs> it's coming it's coming it's coming i'm invested uh, in this working out <laughs> sam wants to know when the enterprise recap is that's every monday night sam every monday at eight unless you talk about the enterprise 1701 uh with pike then that's tonight um anyway so uh chapel shows up she calls him bingo way because he's you know we see the empty chair kind of foreshadowing could that you know could could he lose this patient um no, you know in the future we hopefully not. Uh, we got a Laura here. She's talking to Pike and to Spock and Laon um, in the conference room, kind of explaining a few things. A lot of which we'll find out later are untrue that they don't know. She's like, well, maybe they're from this colony. We don't really know them. Um, you know, we don't really know what's going on. Um, but, you know, there's some skepticism here and that they don't allow outsiders and things like that. I, I, that's my general recollection of this scene. Just kind of a fact finding kind of thing. She's like, well, he's like, I, because, uh, we were attacked by that ship. We have to investigate why they attacked us, whether you want sorry. to cooperate or not. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. Yeah. Um, 
Yes, yeah, Spiegelman Spock gives up a glance here about this whole thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Down in sick bay, we got Mbinga and Chapel with um, the first servant. And you never, this kid never gets any other name in the uh, uh, in it. No. It's just the first servant, uh, who we we think is just like I guess an heir to the throne or some kind of young boy king. We don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we know that this uh, this other guy, the elder, he's he says I'm his biological father, but uh, it's more than that now. I'm more like his doctor and his father and i don't know yeah. like just like care. i have only one patient i'm like been forced to give up my practice basically basically right um you know she at one point she's going to inject him with like uh the subdermal scalpel and he's like you can't do that no no things are allowed you're allowed to scan only there's you know they can kind of show uh the scanner show that there's some quantum implants here mm-hmm. at work like, so there's kind beyond of... federation technology they're like what quantum implants yeah so medical medical technology wise yeah they're de- and, and a lot of their, their other technology for that matter seems much more advanced than what the federation was at this yeah i mean if point. they can do quantum implants they could like apply that quantum technology to all kinds of things not just medicine like they, they would have crazy technology like a quantum slipstream sure yeah they, they did say the warp was slow he's like how fast are we going he's like 52 times the speed of light He's like, oh, oh he said it's the subspace technology. Yeah, the subspace communications yeah. that Spock describes yeah. are kind of outdated. Yeah, so it's yeah. um, and like we, we don't really know the Magellans outside of this episode that I can recall. So mm-hmm. it's kind of like this is a little bit new territory. Uh, we're getting to know the species. They're we know that they're, they're private, they're they're technologically advanced, they're kind of suspicious of outsiders. Um, Jody yeah, says I agree. It was a I agree with decent Jody. episode, but extremely predictable. Yeah, my least Jody. favorite so far. Yeah, like I just think it was less of a of a, of a hit, but uh, and Bingo's clearly uh, intrigued and wants to get at that technology because it could help his daughter. He says, "Actually, that's our one rule: we don't share it." And he's like, "But the Federation has a similar rule." And he says, "Well, except for medical technology, I guess." Yeah. So the Federation will share medical technology but that's it I, I, that's the only well, exception they've, to the... they've even sort of said that earlier in this series he's like we have these rules but we don't let people die like when they right. were moving that comet right he's like we we don't just let people die yeah <laughs> if we can avoid it if we can avoid it yeah uh then we get down to the the the, the crashed uh wreckage of the ship that was was attacking the shuttle from earlier mm-hmm. um there's this really like long shot where we see like the hole get cut in and then it's kind of sideways and then it's so, like however down. unlikely we will check to see if your attacker is alive <laughs> like... yeah yeah you know highly unlikely yeah. um come in here <laughs> we see the sparks are flying and uh, you know, Ahura is still in her in her security thing. We we find out lesson three of security. Congratulations, you just flunked lesson three of security. Oh, okay. Let your tricorder do the investigating. Yeah, let your trike. That's lesson three of security. Uh, we never find out what lesson four and five are, for the record. Uh, Ask my buddy Murphy. No worries, Murphy. Uh, God, I gotta catch one of these live reviews one day. Gotta watch the episode still. Come on, man. You gotta get. It's gotta a great get in episode. There. Yeah, they've all been great on this show, yeah. um, and 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 especially when you get security lessons as part of it, you know. Mm-hmm. But L- Lon is definitely uh, she's trying to teach some things. We're kind of understanding, you know, how she operates. Uh, Rigelian tigers never pounce. You never get to take breaks and let your tricorder do the work. So far, those are the three lessons that we've been instructed with. Do you want to skip um, the rest of this podcast and play Enterprise Bingo? <laughs> 
Maybe I do. Yeah, we'll start You're with the one where we shoot each other. Slacker, uh, slacking, lead slacker. <laughs> oh well, that's uh, that's my Strickland reference. Um, dodge the lead, Murphy. Dodge the lead. Yeah. So just going through, we see Alora's uh, with them. She's like, I don't recognize any of this. Spock finds this device on the ground. He goes, Well, that's weird. It's kind of it was kind of random that he found this and then becomes so intrigued by it. But she's like, Do you recognize it? She says, No, we don't I don't know what it is. Um and but she says, I do recognize this, which is this coin that she finds. And she goes, like this is like part of like the the special security oh, force that protects cool. the first servant, right? It's kind it's of like highest military owner. Yeah, I guess it would be like being in the King's Guard if you're in Games of Thrones or something like that. This is like what they hand out. But what we a knight of the round. She, yeah she shows here that it's been defaced on one side which is like a completely like, like a taboo so that indicates that this is something they're somehow against this or some there's some kind of like insurgency perhaps at work here or a traitor. Um, yeah yeah but we see here like pike and allura they keep getting closer and closer throughout the episode um that lots he of seems shows. like a liar the whole time though like, she does she, she, she like, seemed, it seemed like like to, to jody's point about being predictable like it <laughs> yeah. seems like yeah there's something like gonna come up here where we're not gonna like her very much uh by the end but there's Pretty something there's a something in a nod i guess yeah but then we get down to this planet we get down to magellan right that's our magella um which is a really magellus like, they call it i believe magellus magellus yeah. it was a really awesome looking planet like it, just in terms cool. of like the visuals we get into this nice, I, I, nice green scaped pedway we see like, like we see like these different buildings floating on clouds which we had seen in the original series and in mm. some of that as well but this was this was like never done quite this uh well um going we down. find out why they're in the clouds later yes we find out later. We see here that um, Alora, she's a very important person. She's like she's almost like the president of this planet, or she's like a very high up in the government. Uh, she's she's got her little um, her um, her like but a scientist as well because she does explain the science she was working on before later. Okay, so don't they say like science, um, service, and sacrifice is sort of like the creed science, of their sacrifice, yeah yeah. Um, but and she's like, Well, there's like all these different things tonight. I gotta go, go. I can't invite. Um, this was kind of earlier when they were still on the Enterprise, but she's like, I'm not allowed to invite like an outsider. And he's like, But a friend, we can have friends, right? What if you just invite me as a friend? And I guess that was a permissible. So he's not there as an official Federation representative, mm-hmm. he's just there as her friend, which, um, you know, and we see he's got his phaser though. Uh, a phaser, he's a friend with a phaser. It's the uh, maybe the most dangerous kind. Um, mm-hmm. Up on the ship, we get Spock. He's got the device uh, that he found earlier in the wreckage. Shows it to um, Elder Guy here. What's his name? Elder, Elder Gamal. Gamal. Yeah. Um, and he goes, I don't recognize this either. And then Spock and the first servant have this conversation, which I thought was, you know, it, 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 it's really, it's there to kind of help set up a relationship between them to kind of also establish how smart uh mm. the first servant is how much likable like a lot of kid actors aren't always that likable he's very likable kid absolutely the guy playing the kid playing the first servant his name is ian ho um i would imagine my guess is, i would bet you this is a canadian actor i'm just gonna check quickly but most of the side uh, actors seem to be yeah he's from toronto um you know uh really really great in this uh in this episode uh, how old was he in this he He's only born in 2010, so he's like, well, I guess he's 12 now. Right. Yeah. 
Um, but you know, he just uh, really good in this Paul episode. Twelve year old. Yeah, well, they probably shot this a year ago, so he's probably eleven when right. they shot this. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, like you know, I think the Spock's very impressed with him clearly in this scene. I don't think we learn anything new about that device, other than nobody knows what it is or what it does yet. So there's that, that part of the mystery continues. Back on the planet, you know, she starts interrogating or questioning these like guards, the first servant guards who have the coins, and she's like, "Hey, guys, we, we want to see all your coins, everybody." Now let's show your show your bling. So they all they all take it out and show it, and they're all. This is a cool right. scene. It's like that's like a scene out of like a Game of Thrones style show, you know? Yeah, this was this this episode feels like Game of Thrones in a lot of ways too. Yeah, um, like their own credence to it. And so she's like, "Wait, there's some damage here. What happened, buddy?" And he's like, "What do you mean? It's all good." But then all your of a sudden, he's like, damaged. She's like, "Oh, psh, there was an accident." Psh. Yeah, he goes like he has like his whole panic, and then he runs away. Yeah. Um, and then he, so he like, like, "May I see it?" And he's yeah, like, freak out, freak out. And then he runs yeah. away, and he shoots one of his uh, fellow uh, guards here, point blank, with this thing, vaporizing. Quick disintegration. Uh, these these staffs are with the knives on the end are not to be messed with. Um, and then we get kind of this chase scene through like the garden where this this guy is running away. They're chasing him. Um, she's like, I know which way he'll go. We'll, we'll, we'll beat him off at the pass or right or, um, here. Uh, so he's kind of going through here and they end up getting him. Uh, I think yeah, Pike tackles him by the fountain here. Um, and he, he pulls out his phaser, which I liked this line where he's like, it's not unstunned. It's not unstunned. Don't mess with Pike mm-hmm. when it's not unstunned. What? He could have been unstunned. Uh, yeah, it would have been bluffing. Yeah. But he was, he's like, I will shoot you right in the mouth. Don't worry. I will vaporize <laughs> you. Friggin' mouth, bud. Yeah, so he puts his hands up and and we find out later that you know Laura knows this guy. She she she's like very concerned by the, the fact that he's Well, he was a high ranking guard. Like a lot of people yeah. probably know that guy. Not 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 the um wouldn't be suspected necessarily of being mm. involved in this. He gets surrounded and then he put he ends up pulling a knife to her throat. Which I thought was about to happen. Like he's starting to. Like, whew, I was like, "Oh, they're doing it." I was like, that would have really been a Game of Thrones if they had. Been, <laughs> yeah, man. Gone for, her. but he gets she. Um, what is she? She overpowers him, right? Or she like yep. hits him Just, here. Yeah, judo chops him. And 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 the other thing judo is like chop. as they're going down to the ground, right? You know, it's it's one of those situations where. It seems like it's accident. He was accidentally stabbed, but if we watch it, it's clear that she stabs him on purpose. Oh yeah, because she doesn't really want this information to get it to Pike. Her the whole thing where she's like flirting with Pike, but doesn't want to tell Pike the truth, and then she kind of does, and when she does, it kind of we'll, we'll get to that at the end. Meanwhile, Ohura is uh, eating noodles in the mess hall. Um, when we get uh, uh, Sam Kirk shows up, you know, he's like, "Hey, I heard you're working under Lon." uh you <laughs> know just sam, to, kirk. sam kirk shows up just to like drop a joke and then he'll be off in the in the episode he's like tell uh Laon that uh you know you can you can have some some rest and relaxation on me but right then Laon shows up and kind of tells him to fuck off right? she's she's, like, yeah he's just like oh well, you know I, I i like to avoid i fear conflict basically he's like <laughs> yeah you know i'm, I'm conflict averse and she's like yeah, yeah i'm no. conflict averse that's why you're not in security. See you later. Um, so she shows up with a, her with like this box of like um, memory chips or whatever that she's she like procured. And she's like, isn't this against regulations? She goes, well, probably. But 
it doesn't matter because you're going to do it. Um, That's and why I'm not running them through the system. <laughs> yeah, which is which we learn is, is lesson six of security. Lesson yeah. six of security: know when to bend the rules. Know when to bend the rules. That's lesson six. We still we never got to find out what lesson four or five was. Um, oh. But I'm oh, hoping. No. I, I think that was probably just cut out of the episode. Yeah. But she she leaves she leaves Uhura with these tapes. She with the, what she found in the ship. She's like, figure out what you can find out from them. And you're the linguist. Figure it out. See you later. Lots of homework for Uhura here. Um, back in sick bay in Benga with Elder Gamal and the first servant. They're kind of looking at. He you know he's kind of talking about the hypothetical of like how he would save his daughter what's the technology like he's kind of just probing him as a fellow doctor for what they might be able to do or what might be able to send him on the right path um and and we see here that uh the first elder who appears to be sleeping is actually listening um mm. which we'll find out later is he'll kind of look up that file he'll look up his daughter and they'll meet later on um back on the back on the planet with uh laura and pike you know they're they're kind of in the the chateau here or whatever it is like the the, the the mansion um and you know the conversation they're having about what happened earlier with the guard kind of turns more flirty all of a sudden and then you know it's like hey let's you you like me i like you let's get on and that quickly kind of turns into a bedroom scene uh which goes, a tee going over here he's talking you know she's playing with his hair she's they're in bed together I talked about the first time they met and, you know, she's like, I found, you know, when I found you, you couldn't fly a shuttle. She's like, I knew how to, I knew how to fly it. I just knew how to fly it in the right direction. Um, <laughs> it's like, I just yeah. flew it somewhere I wasn't supposed to. Yeah. Pike, Pike's a hairless normal. man too. I was like, he uh, is indeed. Or at least he shaves it all off. Uh, Anson Mount with that coiffed hair and uh everything else but yeah he's and maybe he's like, it's just all gone silver and it's hard to see yeah it's just it's just transparent that's probably true yeah. um lot just lots of them in bed having this conversation clearly bonding more i guess to like really set up the whole betrayal here at the end when mm. you know, she turns out not to be such a on the up and up but yeah like it's, especially so on the on the rewatch it's it's clear it's, it's not going to work and then back on the ship um with on the enterprise laon and uhura talking about what she found in the research and uh basically what we find out is that uh the security t the, the tapes reveal that that colony that we learned about earlier that had, had been attacking them or was probably responsible for the attack that they're not just some distant colony that they've never heard of that they're actually a, a colony of magellan because that the, the the language is just too similar like the root, the, All root, the, roots the roots are the same. Yeah, and they're like, well, if that's the case, then why would they lie about it? Why wouldn't we? What, what, what's going? There's, there's more and more things that aren't adding up in the story as we go on, so that they're not very trustworthy. It's seeming like, or there's, there's definitely things being hidden, but it's really how can can the crew, of the Enterprise, kind of figure this out in time? Seems to be uh, the problem. Um, but Leon says. Good job, Uhura. You know, you're good. To, you should present this to the captain. She's like, I'm not going to take credit for your work, um, which goes on here. We see uh, here's Mbenga. Show, was this food for his daughter? Is that what he was showing up with? Or was this for him? I, I thought it was going to be for the first servant because he asked about food earlier. He's like, get me food. 
Oh, I, maybe it was. Yeah, we, I don't. We never. It, it seemed it served. Uh, I don't think the, he was expecting his daughter at this point because he brought her out in the first servant. Right. Yeah. He must. Yeah, so first servant pulled her out of the transporter buffer because he's like, these are all the places I would hide. Again, kind of just em emphasizing how smart this kid is. Mm. We see him like creating like this it's little hot scotch out of noble gases. <laughs> yeah, he's like the noble gases, which are completely harmless, just in reinforcing that he's like a genius kid. Yeah. Um. And I don't know. Did did you? We don't really know what the requirements of being first servant are. If you're just you know born to it, or if you had to be this super smart kid already. But we'll find out that you're basically going to be turned into a living computer. That's kind of like your uh, your your, yeah. your prize. Your the processing well. power. Yeah, uh, but the, the, these two have become friends. And Mingo's daughter and the first servant. They have like a little mm. bit of a, a good time here. Uh, eventually, you know, they put her back in the transporter, and he says, you know, thanks for everything. But this is where they call up um, uh, Pike to the bridge, because I guess at this point, they've kind of explained the whole thing with the languages. He's like, you know, we don't want you to or Laura to hear this. And they kind of show, is it, it's Prospect 7, definitely a colony um, of theirs. <laughs> Lon has a funny line there too. She's like been Uhura's like, You want me to translate all these? She's just like, What, you don't speak English? <laughs> yeah. yeah, she's but but this like there's more and more lies, there's more things, and Pike's now starting to get pretty suspicious of everything that's going on. So as, as a Spock. They're kind of they're kind of breaking this all down. And then all of a sudden they get a call Kyle. coming out of the Chief Kyle here got his hands. It's funny that they're like, No, Chief Kyle, he's so mean. Like apparently he's a mean guy. He always he seems seem fairly mean. pleasant in the, the scenes we see him in, but apparently he's yeah. the worst. And Vega says, like Elder Gamal and um and and the first servant, they just left sick bay. I couldn't stop them. And they're now in the transporter room. They're they're ready to leave any second. And so Pike goes down to stop them. He's like, Hey, he's safer here on the ship than going wherever. Um and we see them just kind of get beamed away all of a sudden. And I love how he's like to Kyle. He's like, who told you you could beam them away? And he's like, nobody. They just beamed them out on their own. You know, it's not well, my fault. I can't be mean to you, Captain. But if I could be mean to everybody else, I would be. Um, he does look a little mean, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah. Find out who beamed him away, they, they call down. But we see Elder Gamal. He gets beamed back. Mm -hmm. And then they go up to the ship. They're like, they're trying to uh, catch up to the ship that has now, they think has beamed away the first elder, the first servant. Sorry, not the first elder um this red alert kind of kicks off and they put the ship into a tractor beam and then they try to go to warp here in um uh, in, in, in the yeah. end yeah it's and pretty funny <laughs> it yeah ends up like, it's, blowing it's this bad if they keep trying to do that captain <laughs> it's bad you don't want to be holding on to them while they're warping but, no, but it ends up blowing up anyway. He like he tells them to disengage yeah. the tractor beam, but it's kind of uh, too late. We see like the look here on I forget this officer's name. Um, yeah, me too. Uh, they mentioned the names of her and the. Is it? Other... Oh, it's Mitchell. It's Mitchell. Oh, okay. Her name's Mitchell. She's like, whoops, that's like that's like an O F me kind of look. Like I just mm. totally. I was trying to disengage the tractor beam, and it didn't work in time. There's kind of like this stunned look on here. Everyone thinks the kid's dead. Um, we find out later, maybe it would have been better if he had, uh, but, um, yeah, maybe. yeah, anyway, so she, he calls down to Laura. There's a real like, sorry about what happened here. It's a tragic loss. And, you know, there's just, she kind of hangs up on him and says, you know, this is no good. 
ludicrous. Uh, you know, this is about as bad as it could get. So he calls down. He goes, I want to know how somebody got beamed off here. Uh, they end up calling Elder Gamal to the to the uh, the conference room here, and we learn lesson seven of security, Davin. Just demonstrated lesson seven of security on you. Leave no stone unturned. I usually require cadets to look under Mugart and breathing stones for that one. <laughs> but we find out, yeah, that Elder Gamal, um, you know, he he tried to make this look like it was just like him beaming down to the planet, but it was really he would kind of set this up because. He had already taken a detailed scan of the first servant and himself so that they could transform away. They only would have been able to do that with like having their medical um, scans on, on file mm. in the first place. And, you know, they kind of bust him here. And then uh, good Spock, science and, stuff. They give us good science explanation. Yeah, it's good. Stuff. It's good detective work. And it all it all makes sense. It's all logical. Spock then starts like, you know, explain to uh, Pike that like, I, I, I've got, got some scans here. I got, I don't know. And he ends up figuring out that the first servant is in this like little pod thing or whatever it is. This, I uh, this continue. love scanning for life, forms. life forms. Yes. Tiny little <laughs> life forms. Um, Pike, uh, finds, uh, the kid, uh, in this thing and pulls him out and says, well, they're going to be happy to see you. Um, mm. well, you don't even really know. He's like, well, he's my people need me. Right. Kid, the kids wants this too, which is even more tragic. Well, he's been indoctrined and, in brainwashed into thinking and they don't tell him how horrible it is i don't think because he seemed pretty surprised no. later yeah yeah it gets a or little maybe thing, it just became he... more real at that moment to him but... but but now we think oh it's all happy that this coronation can begin the kid's alive he's not dead so there's kind of like this misdirect here um where you know he's waving to the to the crowds in the court again like the planet like just the scenery of this planet is incredible it feels like a real place um mm -hmm. you know very regal um you know and they're kind of going through here pikes down there to observe it they're all in their traditional things everything seems to be going so well um, pretty good pretty good pretty good here but we find out you know, una goes to see elder gamal starts talking to him like why did you do this what made you do it he's like i broke my i broke everything i believe in uh i, I went against everything for the kid and this is really where you start to realize that this kid's in probably danger or is not mm. going to do well because there's more it, it's not that so much that we're not supposed to like him i don't think like the elder the dad here until we realize yeah. what he was really about um elder, the first uh, servant uh, continuing his little coronation this guy behind him who you can you kind of see here in the green he was he reminded me of that episode uh from the original series who was convinced was brainwashing all the kids you know with the mm -hmm. doo, 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 you know um kind of remember all that and then uh back on the ship they're like well we need to get through the pike and tell them that there's you know something fishy going on here and they're like well we can't they've raised shields we can't get communications through and Una's just like, so you're telling me like the one time we need to get through the captain, we can't, we can totally not. So like the Enterprise is powerless to contact him. I can't remember what Spock says here, but he can't really seem to help either. And then we we continue with the you know the first servant's ascension as he heads into this. I guess what it is is a massive machine computer. Uh, these glowing strands are like I think meant to be like fiber optic cable of some mm -hmm. kind, or to kind of represent that kind of thing um and you know he's there's kind of just like this real like pike doesn't know what the hell's going on at all but we're no. as the audience we're starting to catch we we're where are we gonna be one half a step ahead of him here 
And as we see the other, I guess the old first servants uh, get kind of taken out, we just see like sort of like this thing. Um, yeah. You know, we it's just like this. The kid actually knows what it is right away. I mean, he's just like, yeah, he knows. He knows. And so we just see this cloth on it. So they pull off the cloth. Uh, Pike pulls off the cloth, and there's just like this look of horror as we see this, like the old, like what, like he looks like just a withered husk, right? Oh yeah, they just like torture him to death, basically. Yeah. Um, and there he's like, no, no, you can't do this. Um, the kid kind of goes in willingly, but as they kind of start to close things, you see like the fear and panic start to hit him. Uh, Pike starts to fight him. It's all for naught. You see like sort of like this, yeah, it's rough. And then, and then, and then this, oh man, it's like almost like got Borg-esque, uh, vibes to it as they kind of like hook him up i guess all those quantum implants he has would kind of tie into this as well um and then he's like all of a sudden just part of the machine or whatever and he's kind of just left there and she'll she'll go on to later say yeah she's like oh yeah he can he's aware of it and it's complete suffering but it's it's the sacrifice we make here this is like pretty dark stuff um And then Pike gets knocked out, and as like there's kind of like a transition where she's like above him, and then he wakes up later on, and she's still above him. She's like, "Hey, guess yeah. what? All good. He's hooked. The kid's hooked up. All done." And he's like, "I want to leave. I don't want to be part like, of this." I'm here. No, he's like, "I'm gonna go down there and like take him off Get the machine." He's like, <laughs> she's like, "That she's will like, kill him. <laughs> that will kill him." It's yeah. The time to save him was uh, his come and gone. So I so I guess that because she was, goes they thought he was back dead. down, which is interesting. Right when she when they thought he was dead earlier on, when Alora's talking to Pike through the view screen, she's like basically like this is gonna be the end of our civilization. Like like it's gonna be yeah. rivers of lava. So everything that seems to be holding this planet together with the floating clouds and the, the paradise, mm-hmm. the utopia they live in, is all maintained by this machine, which can only run on this kid. And they, they don't even understand why they've looked into alternatives, but it can't go. But it's why, like, that early, that like, was what guard... she was doing. That was the science she was pursuing 10 years ago. That's what was she was she was looking to try to find an alternative. Yeah. Yeah. Silver metal taverns. And this was a creepy dialogue scene. I love it. Yeah, it was yeah. like she she's so she's so fully in on it. Right. Like, oh, she's yeah. kind of she's a believer, it. man. <laughs> she's a full-on believer she's like well i you know maybe once upon a time i thought about trying to change our ways but it was futile more borg oh yeah like it's it's funny because they're like um wondering why the people of prospect seven would live there and like leave paradise so but this is why majalis isn't paradise and it doesn't even look like it from orbit like it looks red and lava like it is like and so like yeah, it's just like a barren lava planet that they managed to somehow like live above in the clouds. Kind of like almost like you know some of the theoretical Venus stuff that like if, if we were to settle Venus, it would be in the clouds, you know. But, but, right. Well, aside from like the super high temperatures and pressure that they deal with uh, there, but yes. yeah. Well, yeah. Well, there's technology to be needed yet. But... Pike's not having it. He puts on his boots or whatever he's out of here <laughs> those he boots kind of... are made for walking <laughs> and 
Walking's just what they'll do. Yeah. Uh, he, he beams the <laughs> hell out of here. She's I don't care. I don't care if you're if you're sad about your thing with Pike getting obviously. Yeah, really. I'm like, eh, crocodile. See you never, never is is kind of where, where I was left with this. Back on the ship, and Benga has got more of this research. It's kind of the beginning of the research. Uh because what's his name? The uh the dad of the first servant. He is at, he's asked to go to Prospect Seven. He's at, basically asked for asylum. In which they mm. kind of have granted. Well, like we'll take you to the other colony, and you can live out your days there because they're not going to they're not going to uh, probably treat him too well for trying to kidnap the first servant and and try all to that. destroy their entire planet. Basically, or, like, you believe what they're they're saying? Yeah. So now he's, he's who in knows exile. if the planet would even be destroyed like if they didn't do that. They don't even they? really know. They just fear it would be right without yeah. this thing. So that, at this point, um, they're not they're willing to take it. I guess and they couldn't just they, there wouldn't just be like a, another kid in line. It, it seems like they had to he had to be like sort of genetically engineered or something. Yeah, like that. so it's like it's not this random process. They just decide to genetically engineer a certain kid. And like, yeah, and they have to, and they have to kind of know when that's going to be pretty shady. Um, we might get a return to this one day like to this, I hope to so. this yeah later in the series but because he's now an act house he's a little bit will, more willing to bend the rules including like helping get a treatment started for his do- his daughter for Mbenga's daughter and so that's kind of where this this um scene goes so that's like the one do you say the one ray of hope or the mm-hmm. one silver lining of this episode that comes out of it um but you know as we see like what is it Kaijo Kaijokemia, Signokemia. Yeah, Sinokemia, yeah. Sinokemia. Or Signo, Signokemia, is that what you said? Something like that. What's her name? Alkia? Alkaya? That's her name. Um, yeah. Anyway. But then over back in the quarters, Pike's just staring out the window, staring at the star, the sun with his whiskey. Because uh, there's more allusions to the fact that, like, you know, he's going to die in 10 years. That was kind of part of the conversation mm-hmm. he had earlier. Mm-hmm. Could the future be changed? Can fate be changed? I think, you know, uh, the fact that, that 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 knowledge, what does that do to you? And, well, that uh, was her play on getting him to stay, too. He's like, Federation Medical Technology won't be able to help me in 10 years. She's like, but if you stay here, maybe ours can. He's like, maybe, oh. yeah. But yeah. he would still have to be uh come through we know that that won't happen we know that he won't end up back on that planet um at least not after his accident we know that spock's eventually gonna drop him on talos 4 to live out his Mm -hmm. rest of his days there um but yeah like the the episode for me was very kind of a downer but i think an interesting one um i think like you know I, i think they did a pretty good job of like not giving it away, although it, you know it seems that there's more to these Magellans or Magellans or whatever uh, than, especially Alora, than we're seeing here, and it's just like how quickly they can get it. But I think overall, I'd say that this was well crafted for an episode of Star Trek. Mm-hmm. Lift us where Fantastic. suffering cannot reach, uh, Davin. So let's let's let me we get into uh, our ratings here, which is um, a well crafted title. Because they've lifted their entire planet above the suffering, you know? Yeah. Silver Metal Tavern says, great episode. Let's get into our ratings. Yeah. Jody's already given this an 8.7 out of 10. Um, I'm going to give this a... Uh, I give this like an 8. This was good. But it was 8 for me away. as well. 8 for Davin. Just because and, like, uh, I, I'm waiting for the other half of the episode. You watch Memento Mori. 
uh, episode episode four, the one where oh. that was about Lawn and her um, her the Gorns. Oh, the Gorn! Oh, nine. That was like Balance of Terror. We are prey. It's the Gorn. Would you say eight point three? No, I said a nine. Oh, nine. All right, nine. What are my two tens? Couple nines. Couple eights. Eight now. Mm. Yeah. Uh, and as of a few hours ago, this had an 8.5 on IMDb. I'm just going to check uh, where it's sitting at right now. Uh, it is down to 8.2 with 227 votes. So Terrible. Written by Robin Wasserman and Bill Wolkoff. And, uh, I, so Bill Wolkoff co-wrote episode three, which was Ghost of Illyria. Uh, I believe a Ron Wasserman used to write a lot of Star Trek, if I'm not mistaken. Well, maybe a related there. Um, but anyway, I think we can, we can call this a Pike episode again. Yeah, it's whoever does the opening log seems to. Which, which was which was him in this case. Yeah. Um, okay, and so I just I I think there is I don't know if we have a title for the next week's episode yet. Um, just like Prodigy just, all over again. Just like Prodigy. Progeny. Uh, pro- progeny. Where are you, progeny? Um, strange new worlds. Just look if it's if it's been announced yet. Uh, yes, the next episode is called the Serene Squall. Interesting. The Serene Squall. I'm sure it will be good. All these episodes, like even though I, I this was maybe my lowest rating so far, I still liked it. I gave it an eight out of ten. It's still a very oh, enjoyable yeah. show. I think that there's a lot. This is probably my favorite new Star Trek show in the new era. Even uh, though I love Lower Decks and I love Prodigy, um, I, Picard's I think good. That Picard, I'm, I, I'd say Picard's. I'd say I like Discovery more than I like Picard, but that's oh, just my. my. I know, I know. Oh my, uh, Sulu. When George Decay was here, he'd be very. I can say appalled. I do not. <laughs> yeah, I think that for me, Picard was uh, hasn't really worked, but I, I seem to be uh, uh, out on a limb there. So it's last uh, it's season good. started and ended strong. I don't think it even Got ended little... strong for me. It, oh it, no. It's a, yeah, but that's I okay. That added a lot to the Q character and to yeah. their relationship. I think if they had never done it at all, it would have been better. But that's yeah, we're not yeah, here to interesting. To, yeah, we'll discuss uh, it another day on Locutors of Trek. Perhaps. Over on Locutors of Trek, where we'll we'll debate all that. Uh, but nine, we'll throw that one up. <laughs> throw that on debate nine. Well, yeah. I, I I have a lot of battles with Adam to come, so uh, I believe that that's that's the challenge to come. So thank you for being with me tonight, uh, Davin, and uh, breaking down uh, this episode. Uh, you should also check out our other podcasts here on Live Long and Podcast. On Monday nights, we, car- we cover Star Trek Enterprise. Uh, we're going through all the series. We're now into season two, going through each episode, discussing it, reviewing it, rating it one by one. Uh, we just did most recently Carbon Creek. Uh, we'll be doing season two, episode three uh, very soon which uh, I should have this ready, but I don't. Dave, you appear to be wearing that garment backwards. Uh, am I? No, no. Your hat garment. My hat My hat is backwards, yes. Yes. Is that the comment? Yes, that is my comment. Uh, it's, it's a Pike and in Banga story, says 
Yeah, it's carrying on in Benga's story for sure. Yeah, he's the B plot. I would agree with that. Uh, our next episode, of Enterprise, called Minefield. Oh yeah, that's a good one. It's I think it's a Romulan featured one. Um, and uh, also now coming back on Wednesdays uh, in its in its new day will be Star Trek: D Space Nine rewatch podcast. Uh, we we left off in the middle of season five. Uh, Best some, ever. <laughs> two months ago. Uh, now that our schedules and and have have died down a little bit, we're we're ready to come back with that on Wednesdays. Uh, Star Trek: D Space Nine at Nine ish with Jeff Mater. We'll be coming back with the two parter. Uh, which which is um, what do they call those episodes? In Purgatory Shadow and by Inferno's Light will be our. Oh, next that's review. the good stuff. It's We're getting to the good stuff, right into the good stuff. So check out that one. Also check out our other channels, um, including uh, we got Trivial Debates, which I need to get a, a Trivial Debate going uh, in the near future. It's just been uh, we just came off our ball hockey tournament and some of the summer events, so we will be getting that organized as well. As Super Mater Brothers podcasting, where we talk about. A lot of reality shows and uh, and scripted shows that are not related to Star Trek. Uh, we just wrapped up Survivor Season 42, uh, uh, as well as Big Brother Canada 10. Big Brother USA Season 24 coming to us uh, late June and early July and all the way the rest of the summer. So I'll probably be doing that with Jamil Robinson. I, I don't know if we're going to do three times a week. We might just do once a week just to cover what's happening in the show. Um, and what else? Uh, there's the main, and then, of course, check out Davin's podcast. He's got Locutors of Trek, his Star Trek theme channel. What do you got coming up on Locutors of Trek, Davin? Uh, we're going to do a follow-up to our last debate nine here soon another launch another class l probe and then we have a regular episode on the comedy of star trek coming oh very good well star trek is very funny i think too it, very um, funny um and, and uh, then you... on x-rated we got uh yeah, we go x-rated the x-men anime review show we're getting to the end now actually the next one will be the last episode of season two and then what's after that there's three seasons isn't there there's five seasons Five seasons, so you. Yeah, so, so there's you... lots to go. We're not halfway through the series yet, so lots to go. Right on. Next, so we're on reunion part two. All right. Well, check out uh, X Rate every Tuesday, right, with Andre and yourself. Every Tuesday, yep. Tuesday at right. eight Atl- Atlantic time. Eight Atlantic, seven p.m. Eastern, six p.m. Central, five p.m. Pacific. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. Days. You forgot about mountain. Don't forget about the mountain. The mountain men. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for being with us. Mountain time. The mountain time. (laughs) Uh, Lifting us up where suffering cannot reach. On the Um, mountains. Yes. And um, thanks for, and we'll be back next week for Serene Squall, the next episode of Star Trek Strange New Worlds. Thanks for being with us and uh, live long and podcast. And we'll be back next time. All right. And don't forget, lesson two of security. Lesson two of security. There are no breaks in security because threats never take breaks. Oh, thank you.